the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're created for significance. What kind of significance? I'm glad you asked. We've got some answers for you today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Hi there, and welcome to our broadcast. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Emeritus Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church here in Hercules. Today, as we work ourselves towards a new year, we do so looking at a few passages of Scripture that'll give us some focus and direction, if you will. We invite you to spend time with us over the next couple of weeks as we take a look at some of these passages of Scripture. First up, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 11. You were created for significance. Here's Pastor Phil Howard to begin our time today on Truth For Today. We're going to be looking at that in 1 Corinthians 12. But I want you to look at 1 Peter 4, in verse 10 and 11, very succinct, and see what it says about you and I as believers in Christ. Oftentimes, you'll have people think, well, I'm not gifted, uh, I'm not good at anything, and can demean themselves. But God has no junk on the planet. Uh, Even your physical creation. Did you know you were shaped for significance by the Creator? Uh, Going all the way back to Adam and Eve, take care of the garden. You have worth. Uh, You're made in the image of God. I watch a lot of uh, National Geographic specials. I take National Geographic. But they're always saying our nearest of kin, the ape. And and they're serious about it. It's it's not a joke with them. It's their worldview. Whether you know it or not, there's not one creature in the animal kingdom that comes within one billionth of a mile next to what a human being is. No animal was ever made in the image of God. You even fallen men, according to Genesis 9, God said, don't take a man's life. Why? He's made in the image and likeness of God, even when he's an unsaved man. He's an image bearer. Don't mess with the handiwork of God. In your mother's womb, you were fearfully And wonderfully made. The color of your hair was not accidental. God picked it. Are you aware of that? Uh, The color of your skin is a divine choice. Your IQ. It could be developed, but at least the original uh, uh, ingredients, if it wasn't given in the womb, you don't have it. Take all the classes you want. It's in the package. It's in the hardware. 
So God doesn't make junk. God makes image bearers. And then in the body of Christ, once you become a Christian, what in the world am I to do besides listen to sermons? Is the rest of my life sitting in a Bible class? Is that it? Well, a preacher loves that. If you're a preacher or a teacher, i got to find somebody that wants to listen. But what I'm afraid of is too many are just listening and not functioning. That's a tragedy. And someone has likened it to uh, watching a bunch of exhausted men play football, being watched by a bunch of beer-guzzling passive fans, booing every time a guy drops the ball. And sometimes church is that way. Those who do the least are the most critical. Those not engaged expect the most. I want good singing. I want good preaching. I want good. I want, I want. What are you willing to do? Are you a player or a fan? You're not even a fan. You might just be a critic. And you couldn't catch the ball if we threw it to you. It's so easy to always criticize what the church ought to be. Sometimes it reflects you and I. And that's what's scary. But listen to what Peter says. 1 Peter 4.10 As each, each believer has received a gift, spiritual gift, use it to serve yourself. You can correct me when I misread. First service was half asleep. You've had enough coffee, you ought to boo it. Use it to serve one another. And the one another is primarily the body of Christ. Use that as good stewards. Stewards means you're not the owner of the gift. You're using that gift as the master who gave it to you once. As good stewards of God's varied grace. Now it gives categories. Whoever speaks, who has been gifted at the mouth, teach, preach, pastor, exhort, evangelize, gifted at the mouth as one who speaks oracles of God. In other words, you don't invent your message. You speak God's message, but God's gifted you to pass it on. But the message is God's. Whoever serves as one who serves By the strength that God supplies. He's not asking you to do what he will not energize you to do. In order that in everything, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. And thank God for gifted sound men. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Now, go to 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Let's pick up verse 4. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. God hasn't gifted everybody the same. Now, watch this. There are varieties of service or ministry. See, the Spirit gives the gift, 
And Jesus Christ gives the realm of service. Is it going to be in Africa, Richmond, Hercules, Nevada? The realm of service. Is it going to be with children? Is it going to be with adults? Where is it going to be? He says, different kinds of service. Some mouth, some serving of different variety. And then he says, but it is the same God, God the Father, who empowers them in, in every one. Up above, he says, various activities. Terrible translation. It's the word for energy, but it has an ending in Greek that emphasizes the, emphasis, the, uh, the effects of the energy. You know he's strong because he moved a big object. And that's this word. There are various effects produced from the realm of service, from the spiritual gift. And you see the Trinity at work here. Spirit gives me the gift. Jesus places me in the realm of service. And God the Father guarantees effects when I'm where he wants me to be using it. I, I often hear this. I just want to be faithful. No, I don't. I want to be faithful at being fruitful. Being faithful at being barren is not what I want to be. Has God ordained you to be faithful at bearing no fruit? And sometimes we'll say this, well, uh, everything's going down, it's bad, but at least he went out faithful. Faithful, sometimes we have long seasons We tell them missionaries five years before a convert, six years. But God's design for the believer is to be fruitful, be fruitful and faithful. But we don't want to just be barren. We want to bear fruit. And God says, use my gifts where I place you and I'll produce divine effects. Divine effects. Then he goes on and he names various spiritual gifts. And then he goes down. In verse 14, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. The Corinthians were really caught up with tongues at the time. And so he's trying to say all the gifts are essential and are needful. Then he goes on to say that, verse 21, we cannot say to thy hand, I don't need you. We need all the members of the body. Now, do you have a pen? Are you using a pen? Pen. Uh, it's a little writing object. Okay, and the pencil and the pew, if you need it. I want you to underscore these verses. It may help you in this chapter. Notice verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Who is the each? E- each believer. And what is the gift for? The common good of the body of Christ. Okay, so if there's any ministry missing in this church, there's someone in this church not using that gift. And what's the temptation to do? Kick it up to the pulpit. Well, you guys aren't getting this done. I know we've got inactive members. We've got 200 of them that give less than $100 a year. What's that about? That's called disobedience. They're just not obeying. Where are they serving? They're not. They just sit in Bible studies. Did you know what? You're not serving right now. You're watching me serve. Can I get a witness? 
I'm the one that did the preparation. You're giving yourself a compliment. I came here and ate your donut, drank your coffee. You better be happy, boy. <laughs> well, you haven't served. You haven't served. You haven't met. And some of you, because uh, David, then they have their class starts at nine. This would be three hours they will have sat in church with coffee, donuts, and Bible teaching. And some of you are unconscious in the pew. That's a lot, lot of sitting. That's a lot of intake. Three hours in one morning. It's a lot. And all they had to do is take notes and receive. Wonderful. Us guys with the gift of speaking, as we call it, we love you folks that like to listen. What would we do if you didn't? But the myth is you've served just because you've listened. Don't be hearers only, but be doers. You're not the doing yet. Your ministry's ahead of you. Is this convicting? I'm just talking. I'm not trying to preach. I'm just telling thoughts, okay? I don't want to make you guilty. Guilty, I can make you guilty, but it never is a lasting motivation. You'll shake it off. Uh, so, he goes on. Now, verse 7, he's giving you this. Now, watch verse 11. All these gifts are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to some. To who? And who is the each one? Us, believers. He's a portion, your gift. I, when I first got saved, I was told to seek tongues. Because I was in a tongues church. And that was, everybody had talking tongues. So I sought it, sought it. Some could, some couldn't. But we were taught to seek, seek one specific gift. But here he's saying the Spirit sovereignly is in charge of what gift you got. And you can seek this gift or that gift. And, and I think the Corinthians one of the more spectacular gifts at the time. But God has determined the place he wants you in the body, the ministry he wants you to do in the body, the gift you've got. It's been determined. Just like God determined in the womb what color you'd be, what your hair would be like, and a lot of other things. Now, verse 18. But as it is... God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. Do you get the feeling God composed and put you in the body to do what he wants you to do? I mean, you're, you've been designed for significance and for effectiveness. Then, go down. Um, let, let's pick up um, oh, how the body functions. We, look at this verse 25. That there be no division in the body, but that the members have the same care for one another. Wait, the who? The, 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 the pastors. I can't hear you. The who? The members of what? The Elk Lodge? The members, are you in the body of Christ? You should have equal care for everybody in the body. You and I, don't pay me to care. I just heard about a pastor that had been a long-term pastor, and he's getting ready to leave the church, and a woman down in the second row just was crying and crying. And it, it, <clears throat> he was Jerry Vines, a famous 
Southern Baptist preacher back in Florida. And, and Jerry went down and he's comforting her, puts his arms around her and he said, oh, be comforted, sister. God's going to send you a pastor that will love you, that will care for you, that will preach the word to you and, and, and will be everything you need. And she said, yeah, but that's what they said about you. See, I mean, in this church, I grew up that if the pastor didn't make the visit, you hadn't been visited. How many of you grew up that way? Church run at least 100. If he doesn't do it, you hadn't been blessed. In this church, I remember going to see Charlie Roscoe over in uh, Morning Creek. Had a serious surgery. By the time I got there, Richard Armstrong had been there. Ray Molinar had been there. This one had been there. By the time I came, he thought, man, I'm wore out. And most of our people, by the time I show up, they just ask, is it that bad? Is it that serious? Because our people are always visiting the sick. And they're not on the payroll. They're in the body. They're showing care for the body. We got a sister, Kathy Rasmussen, uh, both Jean and David try to manage her, but they can't. Uh, she goes, takes meals all over the place for sick people. She's been fighting cancer for 10 years herself. Keeps her arm wrapped up quite a bit because she still lives with pain and the struggle with cancer. Why are you delivering food to people? You're a cancer victim. Don't do that. She would nearly hit you if, I, if you said that to her. She said, oh, no, no, that's my ministry. I mean, she's out there doing donuts early in the morning. Tom White, Gene. Hey, you know what? The donut folks don't get paid. They just do that because they love you. And some of you just can't make it without a donut. Huh? Hey, that's volunteer. We pay $5,000 a year for donuts. And we get maybe $100 a week. So uh, we're not averaging too good. But, boy, our people are putting on weight. You know, we're the church. We'll grow you one way or the other. <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, that's okay. You can laugh in church and still go to heaven. Uh, um, every believer has a gift given by the Spirit. Every believer. All gifts, I'm just reading the notes, have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. Verse 11. God chose what gift he wants you to have. Verse 18. All the gifts are needed in the body, verses 14 through 20. Now, let me tell you 10 things about you that God's designed, and I hope you fill these in. And when the devil's telling you that you're trash, that you're not worthy, and that uh, there's no reason, the only thing you're good for is to come down here and hear sermons. No, 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 no. I would be miserable if all church was, was hearing sermons. God wants ministry done. Ask me when I started ministry. Fifteen. And right back there, look up my brother Paul, who taught me to lock up the building, to hand out songbook, to greet people. This on 15th and Cutting in Richmond. And I, he and I every Saturday knocked on doors all on South Cutting, inviting people to church or any revival meeting we were having. I never knew what it was to be saved and just sit on the pew. 
That's why some of you are miserable. God didn't make you just to sit. He made you to make a contribution to the way he's gifted you. You're a gifted person. Don't set on it. God's designed you for significance. Number one, you've been created for ministry. And I give you the verse. We are God's workmanship. It's a beautiful word. It's poema. We're his poem or his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do nothing. To do what? Ah, well, I'm listening to you, Pastor. No, your gift is not listening to me. That, that comes later. God, and, and the good works that God planned before he even saved you. Uh, th- that is scary. Let me ask you, does that mean if you are not available, will that set of good works get done? I wonder. Do you ever see things in the bodies that, man, we're missing this. Ooh, we're not organized there. Ooh, we, somebody needs to care there. Ooh, this ought to be done. Oh, this. And what happens usually in a small church, the pastor will try to be omnicompetent. And so we watch him have a heart attack and say, you need a vacation. No, no, the saints need to get employed. And that's why small churches don't grow. The pastor assumes it's his job to make up for all the lack. Can't do it. This church, when we first began, I'd have people come. All we did, we started Tuesday night Bible study Sunday. Ran at this dance hall. Okay, I teach Tuesday night. We had a men's study. A lot of studies. I was teaching all the time. But people would come and they would say, well, we need a youth group. I said, we sure do. I said, we need a youth group. I said, we sure do. Well, who's going to do it, Pastor? It doesn't sound like you are. All you see is needs and wants. And I'd have people say, we'll come back once you get it. And they did. They kept their promise. They left. When they found out we had a youth group going, they came back. I mean, let's ask some some real questions. How how spoiled American churches become? Where in the Bible did it say we need to run a nursery? Do you have to run a nursery to be a Bible church? I can't find it in Acts. I keep looking for diapers. I just can't find it. Why do we do nursery? We're trying to get women with their babies could they get freed up to hear the word and a bunch of volunteer women? My sister-in-law stayed in our nursery until she backslid, as she said. She'd been out of church so long. And she came in my office, and, and a woman that's never had any children of her own stayed in our nursery like 15 years. Changed more diapers than you want to talk about. And she came one day, she said, I've got to resign. I said, friend, you can't resign. You've been in... She said, no, it's been so long since I've been able to worship. I feel like I've backslid. Changing other people's children's diapers. Because that's all I do in this church. Is clean up the messes of babies. Why? She wanted to set women free to hear the Bible. What an incredible gift of work she did. 
And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. As we close things out, I do want to turn things over to our executive producer just for a moment. Here's Chuck Ladabadir. Hello, Truth For Today listeners. My name is Chuck Ladabadir, and I've been the executive producer of Truth For Today since we've been on there in 1996. There are a couple of needs I'd like to make you aware of. The first one is a prayer need. We're asking you to remember, Pastor Phil, in your prayers, that God would bring healing to his voice, that he might continue to proclaim the gospel using the tools that God gave him, his voice. The second need is a financial need. Because we haven't been able to do our fundraiser, there is a financial need. And we continue to proclaim the gospel and we, because we believe that God's using it to build up the body of Christ, to encourage the saints, and to challenge those who don't know him, and to offer hope to those who are in need of hope. We want to continue doing that because we believe that God's word will never return void. That's what he said. So we're asking you to partner with us at this time. After you've met your financial obligation at your local church, consider making a special gift to Truth For Today this year that we might continue to proclaim the truth for today. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Year-end donations are always welcome. One-time gifts, monthly gifts, large, small, it all makes a difference. Reach out to us. Your tax-deductible donation can be sent to 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. You can also donate online, valleybible.org, or call 855-833-9864, 855-833-9864. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your truth for today. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.